Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast, life lessons and conversations from the natural world. This is Season 5, Episode 6, and I'm your host, Misty Little. November is winding down, and here in my part of the U.S., we're bouncing between freezes and 80-degree weather. The garden is heavily into senescence for the season, and I'm tinkering around with the idea of getting into gear of some garden cleanup and preparing for a few months from now when it's time to start planning for spring. We're getting some hikes in here and there, and overall I'm just trying to enjoy these bits of autumn that we get. This last freeze sent the trees in our area into peak color change, and so the oaks and sweet gums are putting on a fiery display right now. How about you? What is it like in your area? Today's guest is someone I've gotten to know through Instagram, Kate Dolamore. Kate is a self-taught artist in Central Florida who gathers her inspiration from the natural world around her. Kate has a beautiful Instagram feed particularly her stories where she shares tidbits from her hikes and wanders in the natural world, from tiny fungi to her favorite birds. There's always something to ooh and awe over in her feed. Not only that, she creates art from those experiences, particularly with her trademark field guide prints. In the episode, we chat about her art, how growing up on a property with a bit of acreage nourished her need to spend time outdoors, and how nature influences her art these days. In the show notes for the episode, you'll find links to where you can buy Kate's art and where you can follow her online. All right, on to the episode. Well, maybe if you want to start, like introduce yourself um, and where you're from and a little bit about how you got into art because you've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, so uh, I'm my name is Kate Dahl and I have always done art sort of, you know, as a kid. So when people ask that, it's like, yeah, I've always done art and I've always been into nature, um, been living in Florida my whole life and was very lucky to grow up on five acres of land in the woods. That was a combination of pines and swamp and a little bit of scrubby. Like it was beautiful land with a lot of variety. So I was always playing outside and um, I was really into fairies and I was doing fairy art for a long time when I was a teenager. And then I guess I started getting more into the nature and painting those things to learn to identify them. Mm -hmm. People really liked the art, so it kind of became a whole business. Yeah. Not just for me anymore, which was really lucky because I love to do it. Yeah. Yeah. When I went back through your your old blog and I was like, you know, 10 years ago, I I saw some of those fairies and drawings and I I didn't realize you had done that before. So it was kind of fun to see, you know, I mean, artists have, I guess, periods and changes over time. So it was fun to see like what you had done. Yes. Yeah. So, cause when I was a kid, I was all about fairies and I was playing in the woods looking for fairies all the time. <laughs> so then I got into the fairy art and yeah, it just, it's all connected to nature though. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. The fairies, like, I mean, you go to these little pockets in Florida and you couldn't see and imagine that there would be fairies or little yeah. elves or somebody <laughs> living there. So, you know, I can understand. <laughs> yep. It's a very magical childhood. Yes. Uh, were you an only child or do you have brothers and sisters? Um, no, I had two sisters. One is just a couple years older than me and the other is 12 years younger, so much younger. But my older sister is a writer, and she really liked to stay inside her little cave bedroom and write. I mean, she she appreciates nature, but not in the same way. So, of like, I was always like, let's go play outside. So, it was often me alone playing outside. Right. Okay. Well, in five acres, I mean, that's like, you know, enormous when you're like eight. So, 
Yes. I remember crawling under palmettos and like making little forts in there, which now it's like crazy to think of crawling (laughs) under palmettos. I'm thinking like all the mites and stuff coming out. Yeah. I never thought about bugs or snakes or, I mean, wasps are like making homes under the palmettos. And I don't remember anything bad ever happening. Right. So did you... um, did you take a class? I mean, I think you said you were homeschooled. Did you take classes in homeschooling or how did you come to like tinkering around with art? Oh yeah. A lot of time <laughs> being homeschooled. Yeah. A lot of time and we had good art supplies. My mom thankfully bought us like, Prismacolor pencils when we were a kid, which are expensive for a kid mm-hmm, to play with. Yeah. But like instead of Crayola, we had Prismacolors, which I do think helped also makes it a lot easier to make good art yeah 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 when you get the crappy stuff you're like this isn't good and it's never gonna be good but yeah I remember the Prisma yeah I I did art in high school and when you go to buy them you're like oh my god they're like 45 (laughs) dollars yes or more somehow we had those (laughs) that's nice nice yeah but we didn't do classes and we actually unschooled after like elementary school age so we really just did whatever we wanted and had time and I'm very thankful for that because I did a lot of art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think your talent shows because you've been practicing for so long that, you know, yeah, it's comes through. <laughs> yeah. And my sisters are very good artists also. And my mom is an artist now, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I follow her now and I see what oh, she does. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah. She's really cool. She's got a studio and a gallery and um or she's part of a co-op gallery in Asheville so she's she's doing really well yeah so how did you turn it from just like this fun hobby to like a business was that I mean is that what you did as soon as you I guess graduated from unschooling (laughs) I mean (laughs) yeah is that just how it naturally came uh yeah so um Yeah, and like art school was too expensive to think of going to because thinking like as an artist, how would you pay back the the school, you know, loans or whatever. It's too hard to think of. So I didn't go to art school. Uh, I just started uh, trying to get my business out there. And I started that, you know, even before, like probably I think I, I was 16 when I first started getting my prints sold in some stores or no maybe 19 well anyways yeah <laughs> maybe it was later but I think yeah I had some gallery showings and there was like a actually a fairy store in Winter Park back then that sold some of my prints and uh, it was yeah it was going pretty well but not so well until it, like things on the internet really took off with Etsy and stuff and yeah. that's how I thankfully can do this full-time now <laughs> yeah yeah Etsy I think transformed everything I remember you know, falling through that rabbit hole back when it opened. So, yeah. Uh, and I've been on Etsy the whole time also, but, uh, you know, it's been a slow process of getting that all going for people. I mean, you know. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, well, on a couple, I have like a couple questions. So for Etsy, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of changes with Etsy over the years and in what they take from sellers and all of that aspect. Have you thought about switching, you know, selling? I know you have it set up on your website to sell, but it seems like it directs to Etsy. Or you ever want to do it like your own self, like from oh, your well. own website? <laughs> uh, I do try. Um, 
like my Instagram goes to my shop and I try to get people to go to my shop. I could still, you know, my, my shop doesn't go to Etsy, but okay. I do, I do tell people that Etsy is an option. Like on Instagram, when I post, I'll say like, it's in my shop and Etsy because I think some people still feel more comfortable buying on Etsy. Uh, yeah. So okay. I would definitely suggest people whenever they buy homemade or handmade stuff to look for the person's personal website. Not every artist has one, but it's definitely better for the artist to get right. more of a cut. Etsy's not so bad in my opinion, but I'm also on Amazon and they take a lot of money. Oh, so I bet. I would definitely stay away from Amazon <laughs> if people can. I, I stay on Amazon too because I think that's probably a whole different set of customers. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, I, when I saw that they were doing their own marketplace thing, it seemed, it seemed sketchy <laughs> to say that. <laughs> um, so I've never bought from anybody's like, you know, a creative artist from an Amazon marketplace. It just seems, I don't know. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos has taken too much here. <laughs> I know. I know. I would like to not be on Amazon also, but for now, you know, yeah. I do make a lot of money on Amazon and on Etsy, and then I have my own website. They, it's good to have things spread around. Yeah. So yeah. keep it keep it going for now. Yeah. But people, please don't shop on <laughs> Amazon if you don't have to. Go to Kate Dollamore. Yes, katedollamore.com. I am trying to get things going there. Um, yeah, so besides online, where else do you sell? Do you still have galleries or do you have any local shops in, in uh, Central Florida? I don't have local shops in Central Florida. It's kind of terrible. I need to work on that because I do wholesale to small stores and I have several stores around the country, but none in Florida. So I don't know. Yeah, it just, I, it seems like you would sell like, I don't know, to, you know, like gift shops on Sanibel or gift shops on any kind of special tourist island, uh, like, you know, even in the Keys, like you should, I mean, I'm telling you what to do here. <laughs> Go out there. Yes. Yeah, I no. know you know this, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, I know. And in my local area, like, I'm not sure where to go. Like, like the coast is definitely lots of little towns with gift shops. That's a good idea. But I would love a store I could go to and stock regularly in Orlando. And I just yeah. don't know what store that would be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm like, I don't know Orlando well enough, but I know it's not necessarily a uh, local kind of handmade area. <laughs> yeah. I, it's grown a lot. There are like a million markets now. So that's good, but yeah. not so much stores or there's stores that um, you pay for a certain space. Mm, and my stuff's kind of big so I'd have to pay a lot for big space and it's too much well yeah let's talk about your art then you have all sorts of I think you have a variety of things you do these field guides you do these um butterfly and bird posters so how do you come up with your ideas and like it seems like you kind of get an idea and just kind of run with it yeah, I really love ambitious, big, giant projects. <laughs> so that's why I have the, the birds for 50 states and Canada. And then I have the, the mammals for the 50 states and Canada. And I have the butterflies for 50 states. So that's uh, 
so what to do next? Like fish or amphibians or reptiles is what people are asking for. And I was going to do that this year. But when I started researching, there's too many species. So I couldn't pare it down to enough mm. to fit on a, you know, on a 13 by 19 print. Right. So I put that on hold. I don't know what to do with that. And but I love suggestions from people, so that's what people want. Um, so but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> have, so, you, have you sorry, yeah. have you done fungi yet? Oh no, that's very soon on my list. Um, I had two older pieces that I don't sell anymore, and yeah, I need to do more of that. Um, I was thinking not for the states, of course, because it's too widespread. Yeah. There's mushrooms, you never even yeah. know what you're gonna find in in Florida so yeah just some generic like these are ones I think are cool yeah like I would like to do that um and yeah this year I ended up doing a lot of just stuff I thought was cool stuff I kind of wanted to paint because I didn't take on a big giant project like normal right well you did you're starting your Florida ABCs that one yeah well that's a that's not a very big project that's going to be one print so oh, okay it's pretty small okay but yeah that's been super fun the florida abcs because i love the interaction on instagram with it mm-hmm. getting people like people give a lot of feedback on what they think for each letter and i'm really enjoying that posting each each letter as right I right and be like what should i draw <laughs> yeah yeah doing votes on instagram and it's so fun I really am enjoying that. Yeah. Well, I think that's one thing I like about your account is that, I mean, you have this beautiful art, you share all the neat things you see when you're out hiking, but you're very um, interactive and I like that. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. Um, Yeah. And the, and the Florida ABCs happened because people were asking me for ABC charts. Nobody wanted Florida, but I, thought for me that's the easiest place to start right of course and I think people will like it yes (laughs) um so this is your full-time career I mean are you spending are you an eight hours a day sitting at your desk drawing or do you kind of have like your schedule where you're busy certain times of the year and less busy others uh yes busy certain times of the year so we're coming up to the very very busy season and like I like August through December, I'll like stop taking any commissions and I'll still be painting, but like I can't make any guarantees because I don't exactly know what's going to happen with orders and how busy I will be. So to keep the stress lower, I'm just kind of taking it easy (laughs) with the painting and seeing what I can get done. But if next month it will get very busy, I have very little time for painting and less time for going outside. Yeah, right. Um, does that make you want to be painting more when you're not, when you're away from it? Or do you actually, do you ever oh. get burnt out? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I always want to be painting. Uh, definitely. But I also get burnt out. I guess I get burnt out from being inside and sitting at the desk. Yeah. And then I have to go outside. Right. Right. Do you find like, I mean, you've built like this eclectic, I mean, you've a different career for yourself. 
do you find yourself like wishing you were doing something else like more commercial art or are you happy kind of where you're at? Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. It's exactly what I want to be doing for sure. Just like uh, all these new projects of like, like with people wanting fish and amphibians and reptiles, that's something I don't know anything about, but I would love to do it because then I'll learn about it. And I always right. want to learn everything about everything. <laughs> um, it, in fact, too much where I'm like, I have to stop and try to take in what I've learned already because uh, there's too much. Right. Uh, so I love I love that I get to explore new things and learn and I'm teaching myself as I go with most of these projects. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when you're you're growing up and you're going to you have this five acres to like explore. I mean, were you trying to learn it when did you decide to start learning did you get field guides I mean I know you're learning now with art and researching things like that but yeah how did that actually start for you oh uh, yeah right so learning is kind of new <laughs> um I think uh I mean probably in the last 10 years I think it was 10 years ago that I started the field guide paintings with um with and I started with doing the painting all the birds on the bird list for Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge because oh, wow. it was my well it, it is one of my favorite places to go birding so I thought I'll try to learn all these birds and back then I didn't even know you know differences between herons and egrets mm-hmm. it was really the beginning of learning to ID them so it hasn't been very long really just like 10 years of me trying to <laughs> trying yeah. to figure it out and it's still so <laughs> clueless when it comes to you know, birds are my favorite thing, you know, bird watching. And it's still so hard. (laughs) I I feel sort of like a slow learner because I also do work a lot, but it's, it's getting better now. Um, So I've been a full-time artist only for a little over a year. So now I have a lot more time to actually go out also bird watching and learn. (laughs) Okay. I didn't realize that I thought, I guess in my head, I thought you had been a full-time artist for like about 10 years, but you've been (laughs) transitioning that whole time. Okay. Yes. A very slow transition of working in retail jobs and cutting back hours over the years. Um, uh, Yeah. Because for a while I worked at both Michael's and Wild Birds Unlimited at the same time and trying to get art going. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, those were both really fun jobs that were things I was into also, but course I always wanted to do art so right no that's amazing that you've been able to to transition and because I mean so many people are interested in what you sell and I mean I think even the small things like your cute stickers and your magnets are like probably the I don't know it seems to me that people (laughs) probably gravitate to those because they're so cute so yes Mm. yeah so and a lot of that stuff the little stuff I stopped selling online. I was selling them at shows and they were the best sellers, but I stopped selling them online because they don't fit in the tubes with the print. And it was like a shipping nightmare. So I just stopped selling that little stuff. So sorry. Sorry, people. Bummer. (laughs) No magnets, (laughs) no cards. Uh, So the pins are great because they fit in the tube. Oh, right. Yeah. They slide down the middle. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you're mentioning trying to get into birding. Have you, are you still learning? I mean, I'm, I'm pitiful at birds. Like I'm trying and I don't, 
I think it's more like the overwhelm. Like there's so much to learn that I don't want yeah. to, why am I going to burden myself with learning about the little brown jobbers? Um, yeah. So I don't know how it, how is, how has it been for you since that's kind of your favorite thing to learn? Yeah, it's my favorite thing. But when I go out with people, I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> and that there's people who are like, I started birding two years ago. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. You know, they know what everything is. And they're rattling off the names. So I don't know. I feel like it's a slow process <laughs> for yeah. me. Like, oh, I've birding for 10 years. I feel like I should know a lot more. But it's been a slow process. And at this point, I'm like, oh, I should, you know. I should try to look at those shorebirds and figure out what they are now. <laughs> you know, the gulls, the shorebirds. Um, even I've been trying to make an effort this October to get out and see the little warblers uh, that are migrating through. They're a bit harder to identify in the fall, though. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's super fun, though. So it's you know, maybe if I knew everything, I wouldn't be as entertained. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as much as you post birds, I feel like you're posting like all these macros, like insects and, uh, uh, and fungi and you know, even like in plants, like it seems like you are really interested in the small things too. Oh yes. Well, those are super fun to photograph and I want to learn all of those too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fungi are, like, I don't know how I would, I didn't learn to identify them. They're so hard. There's so many. And I'll post them on iNaturalist and, like, nobody identifies them. Yeah. So I feel like it's really hard. But they're so exciting because you just never know what you're going to find. I love flowers, but you kind of know what's happening each season and, like, what's possible to find. But fungi, I feel like you don't even know. Like, you might find something that's never been recorded in Florida. Like, it's just a whole world of possibilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have the same problem. I like fungi as well. But it's like, I mean, you could think about, like, oh, what habitat are you in? But, and then people, I, I'll think, I'll try to identify something on iNaturalist. And somebody comes in and says, no, you have to look at this and this and this. And I'm like, wow. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you, so <laughs> I did my best guess here. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. Uh, my grandma is actually really good at identifying which ones to eat. Like, she'll pick them and eat them, yeah. the forage, and that's really impressive to me when I go out with her because she seems to know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Scares, that scares me, even though, like, you know, there are some that are blatantly, like, you can eat these, are very distinct. It's still, yes. like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, she really impresses me. She does. She she's still alive, so <laughs> I guess it's working out. Um, so you mentioned Merritt Island as being one of your favorite places to go. Um, I mean, maybe you could talk a bit about that ecosystem and uh, any other like favorite habitats and ecosystems in Florida that you get to a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. So Merritt Island, one of the one of my favorite places because it does have so much you can do there. You can just spend the whole day. So, you know, you go and you'll do, you know, the wildlife drive, the Black Point wildlife drive and see all the birds out there, all the shore birds and the cool, you know, they have the reddish egrets out there dancing around. That's really cool. And uh, then you can go to the hammock trails. So the, the palm and oak hammock trails 
and you've got these giant oak trees and the old citrus in there and goes through like a little swampy area so that's cool <laughs> and then you got the scrub trail with the scrub jays uh which can have a lot of mosquitoes so it's hard to get out to that trail but i guess in the winter mm-hmm. you can get out to that trail and you've got totally different flowers and palms and scrub jays and then you got the beach yeah and so and i love the beach out there because it's, you know, there's nothing built or on the beach. So it's really just nature and private. And there's more birds out there. And uh, then they have all these other drives also, like the Biolab Road. And so you can just spend the whole day and see all these different things. And actually, like, split up the day with the different things, too. It's not just like you're going hiking for the whole day. Like, you're driving, you're hiking, you're at the beach. I don't know. Right. It's a, right. It's a nice combination. So I love that place. And, yeah, it's great for birds. I don't know. <laughs> well, then you could and then you could paddle in the lagoon, too. So, oh, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And the bioluminescent kayaking that they have in the winter at night with all the the, yeah. the sparkly, yeah. <laughs> sparkly water. <laughs> that, that's so magical. That's so cool. That place is awesome. And that was a place that. um I started bird watching, I guess, because you've got your big wading birds that are easier to start learning on. And my grandma always went like every winter and she would take us sometimes when I was a kid. So it was a place I knew of early on in my life. Like I always knew it was there and that right. you could go do the drive. Right. And kind of sparked some interest in bird watching. Well, and I think what you just hit on is like how many different ecosystems, like, there are in Florida within like a short span of, you know, square mileage, like you can transition and people don't really think that. I think when they think about Florida, they think, I'm sure they think about beaches or like the Everglades and there's really like a huge diversity and range in like a tiny little area. Yes. That's exactly like what's so awesome and cool about it. Like um, also in Titusville, like the enchanted forest, that's a really oh, cool yeah. place because mm-hmm. I think it has like seven ecosystems in one place or s- something like that. Like it's fairly small. You can hike the whole thing in a day, but you see so much variety. Right. So what about other places in central Florida that you get to a lot? Oh yeah. So I love the scrub. I am obsessed with the scrub. Uh, so I think uh, Lyonia is the closest place to me in Deltona to go see scrub. So that's my favorite. But, of course, there's lots of good scrubland. And it's just, like, there's these tiny little flowers growing in the scrub. And they're, like, just tiny little beautiful flowers. And they're hardy growing in this dry sand. And then there's a surprising amount of mushrooms. I normally go to the swamp. But there's, like, these mushrooms just popping out of the sand in the middle of the trail. Like, what are you doing? Um, Like, that's where I always go to see Indian Pipes, which is this month. So I need to go there soon. And uh, just like big giant coral mushrooms, uh, and uh, and then the birds also. You got your scrub jays, scrub jays. again, <laughs> and they're super friendly <laughs> at that place especially, which might be bad, but they are. And then the towies are there, and the bob whites I usually see there. Oh yeah, cool. like if you're really quiet alone, you can kind of sneak up on the bob whites and actually see them at that place where normally I only hear them. So yeah, I love I love the scrub. I love Lyonia. The smell of the rosemary oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
in the summer it's hot and it just kind of like smells like rosemary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm actually, you said hot and I'm like feeling the scrub. I'm like, yep, I know exactly how that feels right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I need a hat. (laughs) Yes. It's so like, it can be so exhausting to go there. So I haven't been in a while, but I'll tend to go more when it's colder. You can kind of handle the heat more, but I just love that cool place yeah um and some place i you've been getting to a lot more is uh, kissimmee prairie too yeah so thanks to instagram and all the people loving kissimmee prairie <laughs> on instagram i discovered it as well and got obsessed with it just like many other people yeah <laughs> so i went to the spring summer and fall wildflower walks there and I had never been there before this year. And I've been there for three times <laughs> and camping, <laughs> camping each time. So multiple days. It's just amazing. And I was there last weekend and it's just so different every time you go. Like, I mean, this time there were like quantity of flowers, like just these big fields of flowers and everything's yellow and purple. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. So. I feel like I need to go in the winter so I can see each season now. <laughs> is uh, is it busier? Because I know when we went, it was kind of still like that redheaded stepchild park. I mean, you would get people camping, but it was like the diehards. So I don't know if it's gotten busier. Oh, I think, um, I don't know what it was like before, but it is busy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think the campsites were mostly booked. Okay. Yeah. Like, then. Um, not in the summer when I went, but in the spring and this last weekend. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're packed. <laughs> yes. <Good. laughs> but it's so big. Like, you don't see people. We went out for the the sunrise, and we didn't see any other people. Okay. So, so they're still kind of at the campground sort of situation. I guess they're just at their campsite, yeah. yeah right, okay. <laughs> or they're out somewhere because the place is so big. Yeah. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, who are you? I know you go out with uh, Steph, I think is her name. Yeah. Who else, who else are you out hiking with a lot? Um, well, uh, this month has been fun because I got to go with Steph and then my friend Giovanna, who is uh, on Instagram, Poopa by Gio. Mm-hmm. She's from Puerto Rico and she was visiting. So she likes to take very slow walks and lots of photos, just like I do. So that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, she's cool, but she's not in Florida all the time. Uh, then I also did some birding tours with the birding, birding by bus. They were oh, okay. here for a bird festival earlier this month. So Eliana went on a couple of their bird tours. And uh, let's see, there's Instagram has been really great for meeting like-minded people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a huge list of people. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Uh, no, what what you said about hiking slow and taking your time is, and I, I like doing that too, and I feel like sometimes I don't get the chance to do that. So when I can just like poke around, even if I like don't move very far, I'm like, I feel like I've seen a lot of different things in like a short amount of time or short amount of space. Yes. I mean, once you stop to look at something, just more stuff emerges. You just start seeing more and more like you look, stop to look at a flower and there's all these insects hiding in there or you know yeah even I don't know more you find more flowers <laughs> like right. once you get down to a different level well and that's what I like too like I said I, I like your 
your small things and you find the insects and the spiders hiding that if you're just walking by, even just casually, you won't see unless you stop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you've, you've got to stop. It's so cool. But not everybody wants to, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> They're like, let's go. Let's make miles. Let's go to this yes. destination. Yeah, so. for sure. I'll go hiking with my grandma and she's like, you know, hike, hike, hike. And her favorite trail is the Bar Street Trail in Econ State Forest. And I think it's one of my least favorite trails (laughs) (laughs) because it's uh, just doesn't have so many like plants or birds or things on that trail. But it's a nice trail if you're hiking because you've got like little elevation changes and change of scenery. Like it's really beautiful if you're walking fast. (laughs) But to me, I'm like, ah, boring. (laughs) Um, well, about, okay, so I want to go back to your art for a second. I know you do commissions, but most, I feel like most of the art I see are your, your kind of bigger projects, but do you do anything just like, like, I'm just going to draw this, uh, spider in, in this habitat on this flower. Do you do anything like that? Or are you doing that for yourself? Oh, uh, no, not so much. I do it a little bit and I want to do that next year. Like I really want next year to do nature journals like the whole year. Oh yeah. I love your nature journals too. (laughs) And I could do stuff like that. Like, Oh, I saw the spider, you know, and I could do, I could even dedicate a whole page in the journal to that spider if I wanted to. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I have the freedom to actually do this project next year, but that's what I would like to do. Just like take the year off from uh, things products i guess and really yeah. just do nature journal yeah pages yeah, for each I, trail i don't know i i feel like this is me like saying hey make this <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you would have really good uh i mean it'd be, it would be a good product and prints for if you did just like focus on i mean a few of your favorite flowers or a few like little just like portrait kind of things. oh yeah 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 that's true if, and I kind of want to do it like a nature journal more so than wall art, but I'm not okay. sure if I can make those coexist. <laughs> like, right. No. Yeah. I understand. You got to do what also speaks to you too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see like a really cool nature journal. You could turn it into a book. <laughs> yeah. I would love to do that. I would love to. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be awesome. Uh, hit up like a university press or something and be like Florida Nature Journal art. So. If I start and there's interest in something like that, I would be so happy. That would be <laughs> but, cool. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, okay. So on that subject, nature journals. So this is something I've always aspired to do. I've never like made myself take the time to do it. So what do you do or what could somebody do who's interested in that? Like, how do you plan to do like that? Do you sketch something out as you're going along through the month and then go back and paint it? Or you just kind of glean from your pictures from that month? How do you do that? Um, Yeah. So what I would like to do next year is more like do some stuff in the field and like immediately like that's just as I go through the month. But in the past, I've just done like last year I did one for each month based on the bird things I had seen, which was cool because a lot of those bird bird sightings I don't have photos of and it was a way I could remember if I painted mm-hmm. it out, like, oh I saw that, that was a cool moment. Uh so I did that last year and 
I ended up doing each painting at the end of the month and okay. just like taking notes throughout the month and doing them at the end of the month so that I could fit it all on one page. <laughs> you know, like if I saw a lot of cool things in the beginning of the month, I might have to bump some out. Right. <laughs> if I saw too much later. So I ended up doing it at the end of each month. And this year I've been doing them at the end of each month also because I'm doing these, you know, like a uh, monthly kind of like my favorite things of the month Mm -hmm. it's not based on what I've seen this year it's looking back at all the previous years what I look forward to seeing each month so like for November I'm thinking I'm going to be painting the Indian pipes that I like to go look for at Leonia and a lot of the birds like the ducks will be arriving and sparrows will be arriving and things like that so this year is not so much like a up to date <laughs> nature right. journal. It's more like what I look forward to each month. So I already know ahead of time what it's going to be. But right, yeah, I don't know if that was the question. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense because <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it seems like there's a lot of planning involved. But really, it's just like what limits do you want to put on yourself? So you could really do it however you want. Yeah, right. So next year, I hope to not have so many limits. Uh, not stuck to one page a month. Just right. go for it. That would be really fun so yeah. fun okay maybe maybe I'll do something and yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah I guess it depends how you want to approach it do you ever work anything besides watercolor do you do like acrylics or just pen and ink or anything um for yourself? N- no yeah. no so um like if you saw some of my older fairy art back in the day that I before I did watercolor, I did colored pencil, new pastel, and marker all together as a combination. It was really Some complicated. Mixed media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I took a watercolor class and stopped using all those other things forever. Like I never looked back. Uh, the watercolor just really fell in love with the watercolor. And that was also partly because I was using high quality paints and yeah. paper. And nice stuff because before I took that class, like I took a class at the community college, like a little eight eight week class, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I really liked watercolor before taking that class. But then I think because I had different materials that were higher quality, I yeah. then liked it. Uh, I took the class with my mom. So it was all thanks to her because <laughs> yeah. she bought the paints <laughs> and the paper and she bought nice stuff. Uh, and and it lasts forever. So like, shortly after that, I bought my own paints because luckily some craft stores were going out of business. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I got clearance, clearance arches paint uh, or paper and Windsor Newton paints. And so yeah. some of those are like $10, $15 a tube. Uh, so not cheap to start or yeah, yeah, to start with. It's not cheap. It's like uh, a little bad when I'm telling people to try to start watercolor to buy these right. <laughs> that they can't afford. I was lucky because they were all in clearance, but I still have some of those paints, you know, like how long has it been? You know, over 15 years. I still have some of those paints of tubes, like still using them. Right. They last forever. That's <laughs> well, nice. at least yeah. the way I paint, we're they gonna... last forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, you talked about scrunch jays earlier and how friendly they are, but what are cool wildlife encounters have you had? Have you had run any cool mammals or anything yet? Like, um, well, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I still haven't seen a bear, so I'm waiting for that. <laughs> but, um, 
I've seen bobcats sometimes and of course raccoons and deer and armadillos and possums all the time. Um, when I was a kid, like we had all this stuff around, like it was no big, no big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, like I would look out the window in the middle of the night, you'd always hear crazy sounds and like, there's like a loquat tree outside my bedroom with a possum eating loquats every night <laughs> during loquat season. And then on the other side of my bedroom, there's a hibiscus tree and there's like deer coming every night eating these hibiscus. <laughs> so cool stuff as a child. And really early on, we had foxes in the yard. Like, I hardly ever see a fox now. Yeah. So poor little foxes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Their habitat shrinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's the deal with them. It's so rare. Um, but then the gopher tortoises are one of my favorites. Oh, and yeah. probably because they're so easy to see. <laughs> they're just slow and they're just like eating. And I love to watch them eat. <laughs> I always post pictures on Instagram of them eating. They're funny. And you, you can, and if you know where their habitat is, you can. it's easy to figure out and you're going to come across one somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not hard to find them. And the manatees also. Like, in the winter, you get the manatees. And they're all so slow. And <laughs> they're all so eating. Yeah. Um, for the bears, I'm surprised you don't go to, up to Ocala. I mean, just, like, I'm trying to think. Uh, like, the Juniper Prairie Wilderness. That's a a, a good and bad area. They're, they're having bear problems on the Florida Trail up there uh, right yeah. now. But, um, but yeah. yeah, if you want to see a bear, that would suggest going there. I know, I know. And bears are also way more common here. Actually, as soon as my parents sold their house with on the five acres and they moved up to North Carolina, the people who moved in, they had a bear. Like, oh. like a couple years later, then they had a bear in the yard that was coming to the bird feeder, you know? Yeah. Um, so the bears are way more present. Like, whereas when I was a kid, you didn't hear about seeing a bear around mm-hmm. here. And now it's all the time, like, the bears. People are starting to bear-proof their trash cans and stuff, even right. here. But, yeah, Ocala, um, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I I do need to start going to, like, Ocala more and, like, Seminole State Forest more. Maybe I'll find a bear. But yeah. I also like to go out alone a lot, so... I don't right. want to go looking for a bear by myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I need to find some friends to go look for bears with me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody who would be up for that. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure Eliana would. She'd probably go with you. Yeah. She should come up here for a camping <laughs> yes. stay. Yes. <laughs> yes. If she wasn't traveling so much, I'm going to make her listen to this so she hears it. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, they're not in Florida very much anymore. No, they're not. Um, I'm actually going to try to talk to her next week just for about the Phoebe's birding group to talk about that. And I want to talk to both her and Mark, but I think Mark's going to be out of town. So about their whole big trip. But yeah. So, anyway. Oh, yeah. The Phoebe's thing, that, that could be a cool uh, like podcast, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like I said, I'm trying to branch out and I was thinking, what can I do? Oh, that would be good. Women birding a group. That'd be fun. And I'll probably get her to talk about, I know she just did a bunch of landscaping in her yard. So I'm going to try to get her to talk about that too. So. Oh yeah. She was telling me how she has, she has the number of species they planted. It's really (laughs) large. Yeah. It's a ton of stuff. Very cool. Yeah. 
And the Phoebes is cool. And I keep thinking like, hmm, like Orlando chapter of the Phoebes, maybe. Uh, but I have to find some people. I feel like I need a few people to help me uh, start it. Yeah. Have you um, have you gone out with the Girls Who Hike Florida yet group? I have. Uh, okay. They are they are very fast. Oh, <laughs> they are okay. not. They're not slow. Okay. I felt kind of bad, actually. One time I went and I was in the back, you know, kind of trailing behind, taking photos of things. And then I finally caught up to them. Like, they were waiting for me. And I felt bad. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, we have different hiking paces. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they're for me, but they are definitely cool if you want to go yeah. hiking. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, maybe as, if you'd gone out with them, I thought maybe you could, like, grab some people from there to join a, a Phoebe's birding group, but yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they care. <laughs> right. Guessing <laughs> you travel, you go out of state quite a bit. I see you've gone to like Washington and you were like in uh, Maine or you were somewhere uh, in the North. Uh, yes. I was like, in, I went to Oregon yeah. and Maine and Michigan this yes. year. Yeah. Three different trips. It was a little crazy. Yeah. Is it just Purely for like for gathering art inspiration, or are you just traveling with your your boyfriend, or how does that? How are you doing that? Uh, yeah, it's it's all the things. It's um, I've, I did art for every trip I went on, so of course, and everything's yeah. inspiring, yeah. so you yeah. can't help but do that. Uh, and, but yeah, I loved I love to travel, so all my extra money is like <laughs> for travel, and I'm pretty pretty frugal at home and don't spend much money on things so that I can travel uh and of course luckily my hobby is basically free <laughs> to go right. hiking and stuff so that's easy uh and one of the things I did this year was an art residency that was the Michigan trip yes yes yeah so that that was my little like I get to nature journal through the whole trip and I did that with my mom and she was painting too so I wanted to make a book like a zine or something with both of our art that we did like together because it matches sort of mm -hmm. even though it's different style but I've been too busy to do that so still hopefully I'll get to that but that was Michigan was my first art residency that I had done and that was really cool to get to do with my mom and work with her drawing inspiration from the same stuff in our different art styles and we had a lot of freedom on that trip also because most art residencies, they they want you to, you know, kind of, they want to get something out of it too, right? right. Like you're leading a hike or doing it or giving them some art or doing a class or something. But this was just like, just go do what you want. Nice. <laughs> this, this amazing um, woman at uh, 254 South is the name of her store in Beulah, Michigan. And she just has an art residency that she runs like for artists to come and stay there in Beulah. It's really cool. That so, is cool. I'm very thankful for her. It was nice. Yeah. Do you follow uh, Madeline Panair on mm, Instagram? No. I will, I will send you her link. But she's in North Florida. She's also an artist, but she's a teacher. Teacher by day, but she's an artist. She oh. did an art residency, I think it was this summer or late. Yeah, it was this summer because she was off of school um, at Big Cypress. And oh, cool. I, I don't know if that was like their first year or what, but um, I think it was about a week long. Uh, so 
yeah, you might check into that if you want to do something in Florida. I, again, I don't know anything about it. I just know she did it. And, <laughs> okay. Um, there was a write-up in the Florida Trail Footprint magazine about what she did. And um, But, yeah, she's another cool person to follow. She's always hiking. She lives on the, in the, near the Sewanee River, so she's always hiking up there. So. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know if I know her, which is crazy. I thought I knew all the people. Yeah, no, I'll, I will definitely forward you her information. So, yeah, that would be cool. I was happy to do the one art residency that was easy thinking like, well, I've done one. So now like have it on my, you know, resume like I did one, maybe I can do some more. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And I'm happy to give them art. I just don't want to teach a class or lead a hike. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can I just make art for you and just leave me alone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Christmas is coming up. What would be something people should add to their carts to give to friends and family this this coming winter? Oh yeah. Well, that that's an easy question to answer <laughs> because my art happens to make a really good gift. <laughs> so I've got like the, the the backyard birds prints for each state. So th- those are a great gift. And actually started painting those, um, well, after my initial project of painting the birds for me to learn to identify them, mm-hmm. uh, I did one for North Carolina after my parents moved there <laughs> of the backyard birds in North Carolina for them to hang on their wall. They got the new feeder. They can try to figure out what's coming to the feeder. Uh, so that's how that whole like state project actually started. Then I did one for each state. And so it makes a great gift so people can learn what's in their backyard like even if they're just beginning it makes pretty wall art even if they're not that into identifying it (laughs) so yeah it's perfect right perfect yep and and you can find that at where uh katedolamore.com uh hopefully people know how to spell that it's kate and then d-o-l-a-m-o-r-e.com and find me on instagram at the little nut patch yeah, and I should have asked you, like, how did you decide the little nut hatch for your handles that one of your favorite birds? Yeah, the, I we we have the brown-headed nut hatches here, and I love them. They're so cute, and you don't see them too often, so it's kind of exciting when you get to see them, and they're flying all around squeaking. <laughs> and it was my it was my blog back on how to blog. I wanted it to have a separate name. Right. So I probably should change my Instagram handle to Kate Dollarmore Art, but I'm kind of attached to the little nut hatch. Yeah, no, I like it. That's how I remember to find you too. So oh, good. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for taking time to talk to me about art and just chit chatting. And um, I don't know. I always feel like I always feel like I'm friends with so many of these people that I've kind of gotten to know on Instagram, even though like I'm not like actually friends with them. I mean, I know I'm sure you feel the same way. Like you get to know people and I know that if I was in Florida, we would go out hiking. So yes. I feel like I would definitely invite you to like, let's go do something. So yeah, we definitely would. <laughs> and if you ever find yourself in Texas, even though Texas is giant, but find yeah. yourself in East Texas, hit me uh, up. We'll go for a hike. I would love to come to Texas, <laughs> but too, too many places to go, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably, it's probably a, many places to go before you come to Texas. So I'm not, (laughs) don't worry about that. (laughs) Okay. So, 
All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the chat with Kate as much as I did. Again, you can find more out about Kate in the show notes in the episode at thegardenpathpodcast.com and find me on Instagram at thegardenpathpodcast. If you enjoyed this show or the podcast as a whole, maybe take a second to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated and would help the podcast out. All right, thanks for listening and until next time.